0: Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to another afternoon edition of The Chaser Report for Thursday the 25th of November. I'm Lachlan Hodson. And I'm Gabby Bolt. And today... Gabby and I are going to have a wonderful chat with a comedian that we've looked up to for quite some time, uh, the phenomenal Sammy J. We talk all about his podcast, Sammy J's Snack Pack, as well as a bit of emphasis on the upcoming podcast awards, which he's also nominated for.
1: And we also delve into his musical history and his inspiration and just what makes his brain go... Let's make another amazing comedy song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a really, really fun chat and there is minimal fanning out from Gabby and I. We hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoyed having a chat with him. And so here he is, Sammy J. Right after this. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. All right, we're joined here for another afternoon edition of The Chaser Report with none other than the phenomenal Sammy J. Sammy, how are you?
2: I am very well. Thank you, Lachlan and Gabby, although phenomenal is a very, very strong word.
0: <laughs> well, you know, we, we love you very much and it's great to have you here. Sammy, we're trying to plan out the Australian Podcast Awards, okay? It's probably the biggest event of the year for, for people like us who do podcasting. Mm-hmm. You do uh, Melbourne radio from 5.30am uh, to 8.30am to every single day. We do a daily podcast I feel like we do very similar things, but, but on you? different <laughs> platforms. Yes, I think it's why paid. Is, why
2: is your colleague laughing incessantly at every word you say? Look, well, I feel like there's some undermining happening right
0: yeah. now. Yeah, oh, I'll have to get HR to look into it. We don't have HR. I'm assuming you guys have HR at, at ABC Radio.
2: Uh, I've been told or threatened uh, with that fact for many years now, but I haven't met them in person. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you're nominated uh, for a podcast award in best radio podcast. Have you have you got like a speech prepared?
0: But
2: when you Uh, win, uh, never Well, look, I I appreciate the confidence you have in the product. Um, However, it is an ABC radio podcast up against the the titans of commercial uh, radio, so I can only assume that I will be left uh, trailing in the dust of uh, another person winning.
1: Out of your competition, is there a
2: favourite? I... um, Lawrence Mooney has, you know, is mm. a is a legend, and, uh, and I'm sure does wonderful work. But I, perhaps like you doing daily content means, and particularly with my breakfast radio hours, I'm just a terrible consumer at the moment like if you name a, i spend my life talking about like pop culture and things on the radio about things that i've never seen heard or read or listened or, or tasted so it's it's a it's a really uh it's a bit of an existential crisis of a way to live a life but totally i can't fair. say i'm that across the competition at all,
0: <laughs> all right, no, we're, we're, we're going off there. Who do you want to talk shit about, Sammy? Come on. What's your what's your plan? How are we eliminating the competition? I'm so glad
2: you have stopped recording and given me this chance to freely speak my mind about every fucker in the Australian radio <laughs> and comedy industry who I want to bring down. We don't have enough time to list the enemies I have made, yeah. all the threats that I've received. Uh, so just assume if it's someone in the public eye who you know, assume there is an active grudge being held between the two of us.
1: That is a healthy way to live.
2: It certainly keeps the uh, mind racing. <laughs> it also keeps the butt clenching, lovely, and the heart pounding.
1: Now that's some poetry. It's a full body workout. Yeah, of that God, I I'll, I'll try that and I'll lose a couple of kilos. Let you know how it Go goes. For it.
0: <laughs> um, Actually, Sammy Gavis just pointed out you are quite the poet, and obviously. You're a musical comedian. You're you're known for doing uh, stuff with um, Randy uh, somehow operating a piano and a puppet at the same time. I'm
2: I'm very talented.
0: (laughs) We're both musical comedians as well. And so one of the the criticisms that you often face when you're a musical comic or particularly from the the new generation is uh, you're just like – sammy jay but uh on a ukulele or oh you're just like tim minchin but a woman um classic we're, we're sort of wondering you know for for you as a as a renowned musical comedian who, who developed his own audience in his own voice starting up what was that like who, who were you oh. getting compared to or who are you being told that you stole from <laughs>
2: Well, it is It is a, a beautiful question. I feel like I'm amongst friends knowing your work as well, and so um, we could be honest with each other. And Big fan of the Ratatouille oh, musical, Sammy? Oh, you know that I am. Shut up. And we've spoken about it on the radio. Yeah, so we did. It was so shut amazing. Up. And I've seen you tinkle your ivories, Lachlan Hodson, so don't you think you're getting away without a compliment as well? The point is, <laughs> you two... You the point is, dog. so I, uh, my first thing into like my first real love of musical comedy was formed by listening to Tom Learer yeah. songs on piano in the 1960s in America about politics. And when I say that now, it's like, what, like a stupidly obvious full circle thing? Like, now I sing songs on piano about Australian politics, so it's, but it was a much. Longer journey for me because then I got into Frontline and I loved satire and then mm. Frontline had Elliot Rhodes who was a piss take of Tom Lehrer who was singing purposely shitty comedy songs yeah. on piano. But I would I would learn those songs. As well as hating the character but loving it, so I was like a a sort of combination of of totally appreciating the the fact that it was a piss take, but also really digging the songs and the rhymes as well. And I've sort of lived with that that shame ever since because I'm sort of play both roles. And so when I started singing songs, there was no one else really doing it on keyboard. Uh, I, Mm. my first, one of my earliest gigs, Tim Minchin was on the bill, but he was doing a stand up routine. It was a raw comedy gig, and he wasn't, he hadn't done piano stuff like uh, uh, on the comedy scene in Melbourne at that point. And I think he, he he's told then, he's like he saw me doing it like, hang on, I can do that better. I'm going to have a crack. So <laughs> I, I still take 10% of his royalties. Ever Lovely. Since. Um So, so yeah, so in terms of being derivative or anything, like I, there's no one on the scene who I was at all modelling myself on. I probably would have benefited from doing that, but I just was pretty stubbornly trying to be my own thing. And that, nice. you know, in comedy, that, that's the only thing you can do, but it, it can come at a cost. Like some of my early stuff was – I think there was always a a genuine streak of originality there, but there was also a genuine streak of really shit material uh, (laughs) along the way. And, you know, you stay around long enough, you carve out what appears to be a more confident routine.
1: Yeah. Mm. I, I think it's really interesting too because, I mean, Lachlan and I are both from a similar sort of age group. And our introduction to comedy in general had – it was it was very grounded in musical comedy. Like I saw your stuff on Good Newsweek okay. on Channel 10 and I saw oh. it on Sideshow um, with various other acts like Tripod and Tim mm. and, and all of that. And I just feel like there was such an embrace for that style. Like I don't mm. know what I would have done had I not been introduced to the magic of it because I think it's like – I think it's very clever what you're able to do with sort of just keeping an audience's putty in your hand for whatever you do. And also, like, you're so talented as well on the piano. I was just going to ask you, is there a musical history there? Like, before comedy, did you you find yourself falling into musical comedy? Or were you like, nah, I'm going to do musical comedy, that's what I do? Or, like, did you do music and stuff? I would love to hear about sort of your other Gabby, projects and things.
2: Jamie, I've got like seven things to say off the back of that one <laughs> sentence. So I don't know how much time like we been doing. So, okay, I need to go bit by bit. One, I was never on Sideshow. I was booked, but I never got on oh. because the material I submitted was not up to scratch. <laughs> and then Tim Mitchell was in like four episodes and Josh Thomas was on it and he was he, like – so, Screw em. Uh, But But Good News World, which was on 10 years ago exactly, was yeah. a huge thing for me and, and Randy and I doing – things and like it's genuine you know I'm just going to be sincere because mm. why not but like it is so awesome to hear that you might be watching that and then that you know you took some stuff from that so
1: I did I saw you every time mm.
2: but every generation has like in their heads the previous generation was like maybe you know setting the tone or, or yeah. laying the sort of foundation and so for me that was the same like Landon and Woodley and growing up watching them yeah. and everything so I still feel illegitimate in every in every sense but <laughs> it, 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 genuinely like it's I, I, but but it's so nice to think that I guess I will Pulled the wool over your eyes enough to think that it was <laughs> inspiring because at the time, or you know, you're just a nervous wreck every time you're doing you doing oh, yeah. stuff, particularly in the early years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but but as far as musically speaking, no, my my love has always been comedy. Like I've wanted ever since I was yeah. school. I wanted oh. to take the piss, surprise people, you know, be the butt of the joke, or or try and make the joke. And music was absolutely my my tool to do that and even in the early days of like because you know when i started the comedy scene it was it was tim mitch and eddie perfect they were the other two <laughs> musical pyramids. and that's not you know like i was i've never will be or never have been as good a songwriter or musician or, or or a vocalist as them at all but equally it was never my desire to be either like i mm-hmm. would all like to be better than we are but it was for me always about the jokes and the, the comedy told the story yeah and, yeah and the comedy yeah yeah and so i've so often, most of my early songs, you know, were forty-five seconds long. Like I'd do a joke and I'd stop because I, I didn't want to be doing repeated <laughs> yeah, choruses. Why? And we're, we're, because it's always a, for me about surprising the audience, and that's this comes back to your earlier comment about musical comedy and and, oh. and the, the, the reputation or sometimes the bad reputation it gets. I think for me, comedy is about surprising an audience, and if you're doing like a repeated chorus that has the same jokes, yeah, it's no longer a surprise. And so every song I write. To varying degrees of success, you still try to stay a step ahead of the crowd, and even if it's repeating things, you know I still want to have somewhere I'm heading with it. They're yeah. not expecting,
1: and mm. you do it brilliantly. Oh. You do, you do it brilliantly, and I don't want to hear you say that your songwriting isn't a power ever again because it's
2: brilliant. What? No, I didn't. What, I didn't say it was crap, did I?
1: <laughs> you just, I just wanted you to know that I think you're just as good. No. As everybody
2: no, else. No, 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 thank you. No, no, but like <laughs> I, I, I'm just, no, I'm being objective. Like I think, you know, like I, um, I've um i done some really good stuff and I've yes. also done some poor stuff, but I think I wrote a song called Pink Clouds a few years ago, which Beautiful. is probably the, it's my favourite song oh, I've ever yes. written. It's a and, classic. But to me it's sort of. After I wrote that, I was like, "I'll be happy if I never write another comedy song because it actually was achieving mm. everything I wanted to do, which is it, it does keep surprising and it's also musically nice." Yeah, mm.
0: it's And that's a, a wonderful little song at that, that—that simple thing that we all relate to of
2: I finding wish a corpse.
0: I would find someone dead and make it onto the news. That yeah. that little line where you're like, "This dead guy's yeah. mine." It just sort of like Gabby, where we we had this uh, this sort of golden age of. of musical comedy on TV where I, I get to watch The the Chaser at 8.30 and then a little show called Wednesday Night Fever. Oh. Uh, oh, that's a rare one for the audience, but Wednesday Night <laughs> Fever. And it was this brilliant introduction for me as an as a 11-year-old child into blending this love of comedy with being a bit of a political nerd and a bit of an outsider yes. and having – those um interests and so you've talked about how you always wanted to to focus on comedy when mm. did the politics start coming into it
2: um did you enjoy wednesday night fever oh, sammy
0: i still watch
2: that stuff he actually he does I i've actually caught him in the do. office doing oh, it. Oh, that is amazing because it was it was a short lived series, of course. You know, like I've, I've been on more series that have not continued than that have, and so that was a very brief little period, mm. not without its challenges. But it was, as you said, it was a nerd's delight because it was ah, it entirely really was. focused on. So my it was a strange thing where I um you know politics was my thing at school. Like I was a real nerd. I like, like got into it. My dad was a politics teacher, so it was naturally wow. my interest. But when I started all my early material, I never went anywhere near it. I was like, you know, writing sex joke songs and then and, and other you know of higher and lower um, brow material mm. Mm. The but, fingering song uh, for instance yeah, yeah the fingering song for example you know clever rhymes So, mm. and I'll stand by that but it was not a political song it probably is today <laughs> 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 so it was really around the good news world actually well, uh, 10 years ago when Randy and I were, were doing weekly sketches and I think when we totally because it was a topical show we were leaning right into that we wrote a song about Kevin Rudd haunting Julia in the lodge and all this sort of things and then yeah. off the back of that was probably why I was considered for Wednesday Night Fever because they were looking for a host for that show and they came to me and then, because it was my natural place to play, I sort of fell in. It was very natural for me to then start turning my attention and whatever skills I had to that world. And then the big, I, I, I sort of haven't ever felt like I've had a big break as such, but probably the biggest break career-wise was 2016 uh, election. And Randy and I had just been told that we weren't getting a second series of Ricketts Lane, which mm-hmm. like broke our heart. That was our sitcom, and you didn't just break um, your heart, Sammy. did <laughs> it just break your heart. It, it, it break. Oh, thank you, Lachlan. Oh, you're too kind. Break I still feel like you're amazing. about to. You're about to introduce, like, my accountant and reveal I've got a massive tax bill or something. I feel like you have been too nice. There's a sting in the tail here. But, but. And you've got all the, your
0: tweets, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool.
2: yeah. Okay. We'll no, never answer. tweeted. Never tweeted. So suck on that. I've, I've <laughs> Damn got it. no history. But at the at the end of that disappointment, the proper, like, lowest point of my career, like, two weeks later, ABC said, oh, hey, they're having an election. Um, uh, would you, we, we need some on, online content. They were just desperate for some digital, like, stuff and just we yeah. were already doing the the um was it the long desk show? Uh, oh, oh, sorry, desk uh, we're not
0: allowed to talk
2: about that in the office, Sam. So. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> the long desk is Chaser like Chaser were already it. on. You know, everyone was doing stuff. Yeah. Awesome, uh, but I, <laughs> they, they said, "Would you do some a, a daily like cheap sort of show?" And mm. uh, and I very quickly on the back of a napkin sort of thing thought, "What what can I do here? What what's cheap and what's And I thought, "What about a play school parody? Because I uh, could yeah. you know um I, I could do songs, I could do artwork, yeah." And, playground politics was that thing and genuinely I feel like the last is the last five years of my life have been mm. has been dictated by that little three-week um project that I did because it really took off pretty majorly and,
1: and what a ride like mm. it is that is just one of the most perfect blendings of worlds that should never coincide I was gonna <laughs> ask you actually have you ever re- have you received any legal threats from the play school team
2: <laughs> no I sat next to like the director once at an ABC event and she and she like made some quip to that effect but it was i think it said in jest uh, and yeah. i've <laughs> and as they all know i think you like it. play school has never once been the butt of the joke you know like no, the, the, of course the, not. The yeah. knowing who the target is important so it's yeah. that's just the, the form but it is we, it is yeah That's a real showbiz tale in that Mm. uh, I was sort of down and out, feeling glum, but I, you know, it's that thing of being ready. You can't make your own, you make your own luck by being ready for opportunities. That opportunity came along and I was, I was definitely ready to jump into it. It, Well, well, I think when Justine
0: Clark starts doing uh, musical comedy duos with a felt puppet, then we can be (laughs) aware there's an issue here. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint
2: Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot.
0: Less often, we were going to ask as well. So for our audience who, who, for some reason, haven't heard of it, Sammy J does a weekly political satire short ch- series. Uh, they're about four or five minutes long. They come out every Thursday. You just finished the last episode of it for the year, the finale, which was about uh, electric vehicles. Do your kids, because it's on a, at a very specific time slot, do your kids watch that show, Sammy? <laughs>
2: My kids do. I've got two girls. They're, they're mm. six and nine. And mm. on a Thursday night, we will, unless we're, other things come up, we'll like, oh hey, it's Daddy's TV spot time." So we'd switch it on at six fifty-five, and they, and then um, they'll say, "Oh, what is it tonight?" I'll say, playground politics." They go, "Great!" Or I say, "Like it's the coach," and they're like, "Uh," because they find the coach boring. And, um, but they're pretty well schooled to the point where, like, on the weekend, they decided they wanted to film a little like press conference and one of them was going to be Gladys and one was Dan and they were just like dressing up oh. and being so, and I realized as they were just, they were just riffing out at improvising, but I'm like, Oh my gosh, they've really been steeped and schooled in, school in oh. Australian politics from a very early age. Cause it was all flowing out very naturally.
0: It must be really sort of sweet as a father to go. I can't wait for my kids to get bullied at school. Just like I did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just see years of torment ahead for them. I'm, 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 only grateful that I don't use my real name um, in public. I, I do like it's Sam Jonathan McMillan. It's just boring. Mm-hmm. So at least they're not uh, saddled with the J as the surname. So they might have a <laughs> be able to they might be able to disown me a little more easily.
0: Well, well, Sam Jonathan McMillan. There is actually one place where your your real name's shown up a few times um, as you know, Chaser members. Where we're big fans of stunts. We we go out. We we make a fool of ourselves and we we do things in public. You've been doing a couple of cheeky stunts lately uh, with the the paper with self-written reviews, uh, haven't you?
2: A little, little research Hodson on the case with <laughs> his little Watson on the sidekick. Gabby there doing your little... I would love to say souping. that I've done about, the
1: same amount of work as Watson on this but um, Lockie's <laughs> all over it. I'm just here for the vibes. It's great.
0: <laughs> sure, sure, Lachlan Hodson's done about 10 years of this research so it's all paying <laughs> off finally. Yeah.
2: yeah, well, yeah, I've been writing letters to the Green Guide since I was 12 years old i used to write about D- disney films and like uh, yeah. argue with the reviewers genuinely and then i started writing letters is um, criticizing myself as a radio presenter <laughs> at the start when i started the job last year because it was pretty much taking the piss out of the classic abc listener who would write that sort of letter and i thought i'd just get in getting ahead of the <laughs> head of the pack
1: do you find that it drives down any kind of complaint though
2: oh it did so like this was a, it was a three-act joke back to the idea of you know, trying to surprise people. And it, it was actually just me trying to do a joke. With The first one I wrote and said, who's this Sammy J? This is ridiculous. And I used my real name, Sam McMillan, so they printed it. Mm. But the next one I said, hey, I'm coming around to Sammy J. He's really toning it down. <laughs> and then the third one, uh, the third one actually wasn't me. The third one, they printed this like six months ago with someone really ripping, ripping into me. Then I went online and said, hey – I got another letter published and used this pseudonym. And so I owned a real letter. Everyone thought that it was actually me. And what's happened since? Green Guy, have never again published a letter critical of me because they think it's from me.
1: Brilliant. That is brilliant. Actually, I've got a show coming up. It's my first ever show. And I reckon I'll just employ you to roast me. And over three years, I'll just keep paying you to keep my reputation out of the hands of actual people. <laughs> I will um, take
2: that mantle. Hey, what's the show? You mean a live show?
1: Yeah, live show. Sorry, this is not about I, – I, I wasn't meant no, to plug is. my own what's, stuff what? on the show. Oh, I it is. take the
2: opportunity to
0: plug. Oh, yeah, it's called yeah. I
1: Hope My Keyboard Doesn't Break and it's my first musical comedy solo show. So, Amazing. And
2: where, where will you be doing it?
1: Uh, I'm doing it in Sydney in December from the 16th to the 18th of December and then I'm doing it at Adelaide Fringe and Melbourne Comedy Festival.
2: Oh! I'll see you down here in Melbourne.
1: Yeah, I'll see you then.
2: Look at you. Hodson, what about
0: you? Ah, uh, you know, I'm just uh, just married to the job, uh, <laughs> just, just hanging out here, you know. We'll get there when we get there. Look at you, you radio professional, plugging other people when yeah. you're
1: the guest. I'm literally mid-plug going, this is not what I was supposed to do.
0: <laughs> no, I love it. It's great.
1: It has been an absolute pleasure having you on, Sammy J. And also, uh, everybody listening should obviously root for Sammy J in the...
0: Best radio
2: podcast Awards. Best
1: radio podcast awards. Mm. Woo, woo, woo. I hope you win. That is the
2: award. Well, thank you for hoping that I win. Uh, If I win, then it'll be a nice thing. And if I don't, the sun will still rise and we'll all continue going about our business.
0: (laughs) Uh, Arguably, the sun rises when our hearts are broken. Uh, (laughs) So we can all look forward to... to what well, can either be a very happy or a very sad night. Note that we aren't. We don't want to win. We yeah. don't actually care about winning. That's why I we're hope in no, I, I hope
2: mm. I hope you you win and of course my contribution to the podcast will not factor in I assume the judges have already made their decision um and so this is really
1: Wait, we're using it. this interview to um oh, this to, is it. To, Yeah, this yeah. is the one this we're sending for, for consideration. Oh, yeah, so you know, thanks. Um
2: well, I like to think we've had a robust, honest, cheeky chat that went in a variety of different unexpected directions. <laughs>
1: Just like your comedy.
2: (laughs) Um,
0: Quickly before you go, Sammy, I'm I'm trying to find myself a date uh, at these podcast awards. Tony Mm. Martin, he he hit me with the the maybe. Hamish and Andy haven't responded to my calls. Mm. Can Mm. I trust on my comedy dad to to come with me to these awards?
2: I feel the best father I can be to you, Lachlan, is to send you out into the world on your own to feel the shame and the burn of standing around holding a warm champagne, desperately seeking anyone you have a vague connection to to while away the awkward 90 minutes of chatting to before you go home to your bed, play with yourself and fall asleep in a disappointed stupor, having lost to someone you hate. Love you too, Dad. Love you too, son.
1: It's been wonderful to have you, Sammy J. I hope you have an amazing rest of the year with all of your comedy and all of your radio. I hope you're getting some sleep and uh, can't wait to see what else you come up with.
2: Bless you both. Love that a chat. Uh, we should do it again. <laughs> can't wait. Yum, yum.
1: <laughs> yum, yum. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen,
0: Well, there you go. Thank you so much to Sammy J for having that chat with us. Yeah,
1: and thank you, Lachlan, for stopping breathing in a paper bag enough to say the outro. (laughs) Have you recovered?
0: Uh, No. No, (laughs) I I definitely think I'm still a bit starstruck, but uh, I think I'll manage and... You know what, I'm bummed that he's not coming to mm. the, the awards with me. So, but
1: I mean, Lachlan, it was always a possibility that he might have, you know, things like his family or his job or the fact that he's in Melbourne to focus on a I know I know, you, I know you asked very nicely, but I think it's okay.
0: But I, I, thought, I thought we had something special. Sammy J's podcast is called Sammy J's Snack Pack. It's a recap of his shenanigans throughout the week on Breakfast Radio. It's good stuff. Give it a listen. Our gear is from Rode Microphones and we are part of the Acast Creator Network. Catch you later. See ya. Toodles.